Hello, everyone. This is Gerald Salenti with Judge Andrew Napolitano, and it's Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. And Judge, thanks for being here. And as everybody knows, and it's very clear by their deeds, you shall know them, that no one in that I know in America that knows, understands, and respects what used to be called a Bill of Rights and a Constitution than Judge Andrew Napolitano. And Judge, we're in a very dangerous time right now as this Israel war escalates and you're writing about it. There'll be a, the article will be out tomorrow. And the title of the article is The Gathering Storm of Rage. Well, there is a gathering storm of rage, and the United States is feeding uh, the storm. Uh, as you and I uh, are speaking, uh, the president is just about to leave Israel. He spent uh, the day there. But more importantly, 2,000 United States Marines are on their way to Tel Aviv. To do what? Well, they're in uniform, and they're armed, and they're, uh, no pun intended, dressed to kill. Uh, because, uh, as you have said thousands of times, you, you've uh, almost uh, patented this phrase, when all else fails, they take you to war, which is the essence of my, uh, of my column. Uh, but there you go. Thank you, Dylan. When all else fails, they take you to war. That's exactly what ha is happening now. The Biden administration has failed on so many fronts, but uh, the president is of the belief, fomented by those around him, that he can be reelected if he runs as a wartime president. Um, two days ago in Israel, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin uh, was asked by an American uh, reporter uh, if the United States military was strong enough and the United States arsenals were uh, deep enough to supply Israel and Ukraine. His response was terrifying and terrifyingly ignorant. He said, we can project power on both fronts. Is that the goal of United States foreign policy, to project power? Did he forget about Vietnam and Afghanistan and Iraq? Does he know what the hell he's talking about? How about we can project peace on both fronts? Sorry for raising my voice, but I'm... Oh, what do you mean, sorry for raising? People should raise their voice. <laughs> well, thank you. But, but, but... It, it, it just infuriated me that that would be the essence of American foreign power. And it is factually wrong. We are not the strongest military on the planet. We don't have the workhorse of American military power, the 155 millimeter artillery shells, because we gave them all away to Ukraine. So he is historically and factually wrong, but they will continue to promote this myth of American superiority and American uh, empire building because they think it will help old Joe uh, get reelected. And, you know, you, you go on. What? First of all, I'm an American. I, what, 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 what are these clowns talking about what we're supposed to be doing around the world? As our country is going to crap in front of our eyes, 
They can't stop a flood of refugees coming into this country. The, the infrastructure is rotting in front of our eyes. The streets are filled with homeless people. 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And trillions of dollars go to the military-industrial complex. Again, I, I make this clear to everybody. I am totally opposed to what's going on in Israel. And I am not an anti-Semite. Three of my last four girlfriends were Jewish. My best friends are Jewish. And get this in your head, everybody. The people that are running Israel are not Semites. The Palestinians are Semites. The people running Israel are Ashkenazi Jews from the Khazars back in Eastern Europe. They are not Semites. So let's get this straight. And then you talked about that guy Netanyahu in your article over here. And as I say, when all else fails, they take you to war. People forget. Week after week after week, month after month after month, 39 weeks in a row, the people in Israel were taking to the streets in protest of Netanyahu's Judicial Reform Act that took the power away from the courts and gave it to the politicians so he wouldn't be brought up on, go to the court because he's being brought up on charges. Bribery charges. And uh, I, I think that Netanyahu is at the end of his rope, which is one of the reasons he'll want to extend this war because the Israelis will not change governments in the middle of a war. Exactly. But but the blame on him and his government is widespread. The personal uh, disgust with him uh, as an Israeli leader is widespread. Uh, the understanding that the attack was either Israeli incompetence or, or Netanyahu indifference is widespread. It's hard for me to believe. And I get this from all my sources. I'm not just getting it from reading the New York Times. It's hard for me to believe that he survives beyond a month or so after the war. So he'll want to extend the war so that that yep. time doesn't come. And you know, you're right here. Gaza became an open-air concentration camp doomed to poverty and cultural repression. The West Bank, meanwhile, keeps shrinking as the Israeli government keeps encouraging and funding illegal Israeli settlements on land that the Palestinians have believed because Israeli governments told them was theirs. So we all know the history. I mean, the Zionist militias just wiped out the Palestinian society in Palestine and pushed the Palestinians to the west in Gaza and to the east on the West Bank. West Bank means the west border of the Jordan River, but it's the east uh, of Israel. Rather than amalgamating everybody uh, into a democratic society where rights are equal and protected and recognized, uh, by the government, uh, they created an apartheid. And the apartheid uh, consisted of a suppression of the Palestinians in the West Bank uh, and in Gaza. <clears throat> and then as Yarafat and the Palestinian uh, Liberation Organization came along and began to attract uh, a lot of people, even some rational Israelis, 
Netanyahu decided he had to create a, a division amongst the Palestinians. And so the Israeli government found this group, Hamas, a small unknown political group, uh, gave it money, gave it encouragement. Uh, and then when Hamas was elected uh, to take over the Gaza Strip, the Israelis did their best to destroy it. And the reaction to those efforts was last weekend. It's barbaric. I don't condone it. But it's not without it's it, it's not what it's without justification, but it's not without explanation. You know, I mean, there's just so much here. Again, as you well know, the stealing of land is in violation of the Geneva Conventions and the United Nations. And Israel is totally in violation of it, but yet we have to keep supporting their stealing of land under the name of settlements. And that guy Herzog, who's their president, said God gave them this land. Oh, wait, wait a minute. <clears throat> what if their God is a different God than your God? Oh, no, 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 no. You have to only believe in our God, and our God said we could steal this land. And you are an anti-Semite, and you hate Jews because you don't believe in our God, and we can steal anybody's land that we want. Well, one of B.B. Netanyahu's cabinet members uh, last week referred to the Palestinians as a subhuman race. Um, that, of course, is uh, reminiscent of... Germany in 1933 saying that about the Jews, the Nuremberg uh, laws. I mean, that is a uh, behavior in a governmental official that uh, is reprehensible and can't claim to be a, a democracy at all because it doesn't have respect for uh, individual human rights. The Israelis, the Israeli government, I'm not talking about the Jewish people, the Israeli governments have never respected the rights uh, of the Palestinians. Israel is a member of the UN. The UN uh, has declared uh, that the Palestinians have a right to become a government. It'll, Israel would never allow the Palestinians uh, to become a government because then they'll have a claim to the land that was stolen from them. Well, let's, let's go back to another Netanyahu crime when they passed the nation state law back in 2018. I'm reading to you from Vox. So this isn't, you know, a left wing or right wing group. It's a mainstream, whatever they are. Israel's usually, usually controversial nation state law. Supporters call Israel's new Jewish nation state law a defining moment. Critics say it's apartheid. The law does three things. It states, you ready? There's a quote. The right to exercise national self-determination in Israel, quote, is unique to the Jewish people. So mm. the 20% of the Arabs that live there, they're not equal. Correct. In the minds of the Israeli government, what, you're what you said is, is correct. Again, it establishes, quote, Jewish settlements as a national value. Oh, you could steal the land and call it a national value. Now, let's, you saw what just what happened with the bombing of the hospital in Gaza. 
And now they're blaming Hamas for doing it. A rocket misfired and hit it. Yeah. How that's for a bunch of... Bullshit. Yep. So <laughs> let's, let's turn this around now. Let's suppose that the people in Gaza are Jewish. And let's suppose that the people that have locked them up in what you call an open-air concentration camp are Palestinians. Where would the outrage be? Oh. How could you do this? How can you do this? I'm warning all my Jewish friends, and today I've told everybody in my podcast, on, um, we're tweeting it everywhere we can, <clears throat> there's a movement going on in Washington, D.C., and it's from the um, uh, Jewish Voice for Peace. And they're asking for a ceasefire now, stop genocide of Palestinians, Jewish Voice for Peace. I'm telling all my Jewish friends, you better unite. Because there's going to be a lot of anti-Semitism coming from this. And they're going to blame you for the acts of the Netanyahu's and the other what the mainstream media calls his extreme right-wing government. I want to read to you, this judge is when the Trends Journal used to be a quarterly. You ready? Crusades 2000. I wrote this in 2006. While the seeds of Crusades 2000 have been planted in full view of the world, and all those watching could have anticipated the eventual harvest, the memories of what had happened and what would occur have been fogged by rigid ideology, fanatical religiosity, patriotic fervor, government propaganda, and ulterior motives. When we first forecast Crusades 2000 over a decade ago, I did that in my book, Trends 2000, we wrote, quote, the formal battle lines for the new crusade have been drawn when Israel was created in 1948. But Israel, however complex politically and militarily, was no more than the latest episode in a conflict going back more than a thousand years. Regardless of what England's reason or intentions were, self-serving or otherwise, Crusades 2000 was set in motion by the 1917 Balfour Declaration that laid the foundation for Israel. Quote, you ready? His Majesty's government views with favor, with favor, the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people and will use their best endeavors to facilitate the achievement of this object. We're well, telling you that this land is no longer going to be yours. We're the slimy English the dirty British where the sun never set on the British Empire. Oh, and his majesty said, oh, his majesty said, his majesty that doesn't piss or shit that's well above everybody else said, we're stealing this land from you. 
That's effectively true. It's effective. What what you're saying is is uh, is historical fact, and that began the uh, uh, the theft of the land, which culminated in the 1947-1948 uh, time period when the Jewish or the the Zionist uh, militias. Uh, you know, engaged in thousands and thousands of acts uh, of violence uh, and forced 750,000 Palestinians from their homes, from their villages, and from their uh, ancient land at the force of a gun. And then Harry Truman and the UN and the international community recognized the result of that and called it the state of Israel. Yep. So, uh, look... um, the problem here is America's blind support for Israeli governments, notwithstanding what they have done to America and notwithstanding the negative effect of that support. Shortly before he left for um, Israel, President Biden floated with Democratic leadership a bill which would appropriate a hundred billion dollars to be split between Ukraine and Israel. This is absolutely insane. We have given Ukraine a hundred and thirteen billion already. They're within weeks of being crushed. We give Israel four billion a year uh, already. Uh, their army uh, is mainly reservists who are not equipped and not trained to engage uh, in guerrilla warfare. Uh, this kind of uh, involvement will end up with American Marines getting slaughtered in the streets of Gaza. And uh, that's not going to give Joe a second term. That will end his first term pretty quickly. You know, you, you go on. In, in writing your article, you know, this is a great article. Everybody has to read it. You said, instead of negotiating or even spending spending for peace, the U.S. has encouraged, and you just what you were saying, and paid for wars. Instead of using its enormous economic might to facilitate prosperity, again, you said it before, the U.N., the U.S. is quoting U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, quote, projected power on both fronts, meaning in the Middle East and Ukraine. Power, it has, as you said, it has projected and caused the death and destruction, just as the United States did with its, quote, power in Vietnam, Afghanistan, and Iraq. And here we go again. Right. I want to make this clear to everybody. We have been forecasting this was going to happen. One of the top trends for 2023, it's there for everybody to come up, that read, that can read. This came out in, in January 3rd of this year. Top trend 2023, Middle East meltdown. We warned that this was going to happen and it was going to escalate with the new Netanyahu government. Then week after week, month after month, since this government came into place, we've been writing articles of what was going on and the destruction that they were causing and all the killings. These are just some of the articles from just since the Netanyahu government came in in late December of last year. So this is from June 20th, Trends Journal. 
We remind Trends Journal subscribers that the 1967 Six-Day War, Israel invaded and seized Palestinian territories of the West Bank, East Jerusalem, Gaza Strip, and the Syrian Golan Heights. You mentioned how many they expelled when they came in in 1947-48. How many did you say? 750,000. They expelled over 300,000 thousand Palestinians from their homes while gaining stolen territory that was three and a half times its original size. To date, some 670,000 Israelis live in the occupied West Bank. Israeli settlements are illegal under international law. They violate Article 49 of the Fourth Geneva Convention of 1949, which states, quote, the occupying power shall not deport or transfer parts of its own civil civilian population into the territory it occupies. And then we go on to say, Israel is about to approve 4,560 new housing units in parts of the West Bank. Again, we've been going on with this week after week, month after month. We are, and, and again, you got that little clown boy, uh, um, Lindsey Graham. He, uh-huh. said, he goes on to say that um, he declared the Israeli war, quote, a religious war and urged Israeli military to attack Gaza, quote, and do whatever the hell you have to do to level the place. Mm, that's a war crime. And and it's a religious war. Hey, why the hell am I involved in your religious war? Why am I involved in your why are you stealing my money to kill people in a religious war? And I only have to believe in your religion. That's right. If you don't believe in my religion, you should go to hell because that's the word he uses. He said, whatever the hell you can do to level the place. 2.3 million civilians, half of them children, locked up in a concentration camp for 17 years, and he says, hell, level them. Destroy them. Right, right. Well, that's that's uh, not untypical of the neocon attitude. Although he's the a prince of the neocons, it's not untypical uh, of their attitude. The president is a little bit more moderate, but he's certainly closer to them than he is to us. Well, he said that Biden said it's a U.S. obligation to an obligation to be involved in wars in Israel and Ukraine. Correct. He did say that. It's not my obligation. No, he can't. It's indefensible, that statement. Uh, And I think most people know that. Except the warmongers who are looking for every opportunity to shed somebody else's blood. And and Lindsey Graham, as I said, is the prince among them. And a little boy that couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag, like little Marco Rubio or Chucky Schumer, all these little warmongers. Anyway, there's an article in Paul Craig Roberts. People go, look, this guy's great what he wrote and it's called rushing into catastrophe. And his last graph, he says, you tell me where are the leaders to prevent a catastrophe? 
And I wrote back to him. We're going to publish his article in next week's Trends Journal. And I said to him, leaders, I said, I was not put on earth to be led. As I see it, you tell me where we, the people, are to prevent this catastrophe. Where are we, the people? Where are the people? Well, the people are more interested in Taylor Swift and her NFL uh, boyfriend and what stadium they're visiting on his bye week. <laughs> that sounds absurd, but it's true. Uh, than they are with extracting American tax dollars to kill people. And people have no idea, by the way. All they do is follow the mainstream media. They're still believing the line that uh, Hamas, again, totally opposed to what they did, disgusting, totally understand why it happened. Again, if, if somebody, if you were locked up for 17 years and things, oh, and again, we're writing about it week after week, week after week about how this was escalating in, 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 Oh, they're not talking about, by the way, about the 70 people that have already been killed in the West Bank since this has happened. So, again, you have to understand why this is going on and what's next and what to do. And and people aren't doing anything. You and I are. I launched Occupy Peace. I put my money where my heart and mind are. And you've spoken at it many, many times and you fight for peace. So we're asking everybody we, out there to do something to bring peace on earth, goodwill to all, and donate to Occupy Peace. Because if we don't have peace, we're going to have hell on earth. So that's the way I see it. Hopefully this message will spread. You and I do our best. Our colleagues, uh, Scott Ritter, Colonel McGregor, and company uh, do their best uh, as well. Oh, I, want, I, I lost my train of thought about how they said that in teaching the, the average person about to hate, to hate, to love Israel and to hate everybody else with the lie that they had that Hamas cut off the heads of all these 50 children. And there's no evidence for that whatsoever. Joe Biden claimed he saw a picture of it. Of course, no such picture existed because it didn't happen. And then the White House uh, took back uh, what old Joe said. Even the Israelis have acknowledged they have no evidence of it. Yeah, but the people bought the lie. So the Correct. people have no idea what's going on. Correct. And, the and by the way, for the propagandists for the Israeli government, whether on that side of the Atlantic or on this side, perpetrated this falsehood, this outrageous, disgusting falsehood. And they did the same thing when Bush Sr. invaded Kuwait. They were saying that yes. the Iraqi soldiers were going to hospitals, throwing babies out of incubators and what, stabbing them? Yes, I remember those uh, allegations, not one of which could be supported. And you know who the one was saying it in front of Congress? The woman who said she was an actress and her father was a Kuwaiti ambassador. I don't know who that is. Yeah, that was what was going on. But the people have no idea they're swallowing the crap spewing out of the mouth of the prostitutes, the media whores who get paid to put out by their corporate pimps and their government whore masters. Look what's going on. You pick up, you go to Fox, you go to the New York Post. It's love Israel, hate everybody else. Correct. Correct. 
Honey, this is a this was an article last week from CNN. Israel begins quote a complete siege of Gaza. Oh great, fine. You could do anything you want. So what do you suggest we do, Judge? Just what you and I are doing, pounding away at the true, at the true facts and exposing the harm to American freedom of continued involvement in these wars. Government loves war. It enriches its um, uh, military-industrial complex. It cows the public. It lets them raise uh, taxes. It lets them uh, suppress freedom. Remember the Patriot Act, which we needed to stop terrorism right after 9-11? It is still with us. Yep. Yeah, Orwell made up that name, the Patriot Act. And everybody, go and watch the judges. This, what you, The people you have on there and what you're doing, it's phenomenal. Judging freedom. And um, you got a, You just did one with Scott Ritter where he says he'll never support Israel again. This guy's been in Israel. This guy's been all over the world on both sides. You know, this is a real man. And he knows what the deal is. And again... If you haven't been there on the other side, you don't know what it is. And he's been on the other side and knows what it is. So go to judging freedom if you're really for freedom. Thanks, Judge.